The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the scripture upon which it was based. While the content is the same as the homily preached, it has been recreated for the quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you. And you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then he told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go and die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house comforting her saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. 
Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. This Gospel paints a wonderful, dramatic image, not only of the climactic moment, the raising of Lazarus, but also of the events immediately preceding it. The build-up, the early discussion among the disciples of Lazarus's condition, and Jesus' decision to wait. His meeting and exchanges with first Martha and then Mary about how things might have been different had Jesus only come sooner. The poignant scene of the perturbed and troubled Jesus weeping. The discussion about the likely decomposed condition of Lazarus' body, followed by the prayer to the Father before the cry of Jesus to Lazarus to come out. And lastly, the image of the raised Lazarus, bound and wrapped, tottering out of the cave to the amazement and wonder of all except one. But as we are transported in our minds to that scene, as we stand with the others looking at the cave with the stone rolled away, as we wait with heightened expectation to the response to Jesus' cry, I find myself asking one question. In light of yesterday's celebration of the solemnity of the Annunciation, with the words of Mary's fiat, her yes, to be the mother of the Savior, still echoing in our ears, I couldn't help but wonder, in this Lazarus scene, with all the people standing around, with Jesus' reputation and messianic claims on the line, what would have happened if Lazarus had said no? If Lazarus, in the dark cave, just back from the dead, still bound hand, foot, and head, upon hearing Jesus call him out, said, No, no thank you. I'm quite happy here in the dark, in the quiet. I do not wish to come out, so just go away and leave me alone. Now, of course, you're thinking, Come on, Deacon Joe, that would be ridiculous. Why in the world would Lazarus, or anyone for that matter, disregard Jesus' call to remain in darkness, dead and lifeless. And while that decision may sound absurd in this circumstance, aren't we surrounded by folks who make that same choice every day? And don't we, from time to time, if we think about it, make the same choice occasionally ourselves? Jesus continuously calls the world out of the darkness of sin, into the light of his grace. And yet many say, no, I am happy here in my sin. Leave me alone. Of course, they are at a disadvantage compared to Lazarus, for at least Lazarus had the awareness of knowing that he was dead. 
While many of the people Jesus calls to in the darkness today don't even think that they are sick. For while the world is quick to recognize every hint of illness or health issue today, the spiritual illness of repeated serious sin that leads not to physical death, but to eternal spiritual death, is minimized, if not denied, entirely. And it is to those of us standing by these would-be graves that Jesus comes and calls in our despair, in our fear, in our doubt, our confusion, and our denial, and asks us to trust him, to believe in him, as the resurrection and the life that he may put his spirit in us, that we may live. For if Christ is in us, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Lazarus knew Jesus as a friend, a close friend by all accounts. Jesus was not a stranger, but in raising Lazarus from the dead, their relationship was transformed beyond the natural to the supernatural, beyond friendship to divine relationship. Jesus is no longer simply companion, but champion, Lord, Savior, Master, and Deliverer. And while we may think we know Jesus, he constantly calls us to a deeper intimacy, to a new level of faith and trust and surrender, to a continuously life-changing experience of him as Lord, God, and Savior. Jesus did not just live 2,000 years ago, but lives today. He did not just rise from the dead 2,000 years ago, but rises again every day at every Mass. This miracle of Lazarus isn't just a story, but a reality for us each time we gather. As Jesus' body and blood is here present, so too we are raised again and again from our spiritual graves to be one with him. Lazarus's coming forth from the dead reunited him with Jesus, just as our spiritual raising reunites us with Jesus at every Mass. And it is in the fruit of this bond that Jesus calls us to be his voice in calling others back to life. Our voice, the voice of Jesus calling them to come out of the darkness. Our example, speaking to them beyond our words, by our joy, our peace, our trust, our faith, our charity, our love. So today, as we reflect on this raising of Lazarus, on his yes, let us echo it with our own yes, to continuously reject the death and darkness of sin and embrace the life in the Spirit that Jesus calls us to every day. So that empowered by that Spirit, we take every opportunity to be the voice of Jesus as through us he calls others from death to new life through his Spirit dwelling in them. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.